Welcome to the Finance Cafe, the business podcast for women entrepreneurs that breaks through the money taboo and explores what's behind the numbers. Join your hosts, founders of the Finance Cafe, Shannon Peston and Shauna Frederick, every week as they dive into conversations about business and finance with women entrepreneurs and the experts that support them. With their combined experience in finance and accounting, Shannon and Shauna know financial management is more than numbers, but rather the combination of our lived experience, skills, attitudes and behaviors, and how these come together to shape the financial decisions we make along our entrepreneurial journeys. It's about uncovering the story of our businesses, being empowered by our decisions and unlocking our full potential as entrepreneurs. Here at Finance Cafe, we're changing the way we talk about finance and empowering women entrepreneurs to see their business in a new light. One story and one number at a time. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the final episode of our 2022 season, season two of the Finance Cafe podcast. And, you know, Shauna, this one is a special podcast for us because we're talking just you and I, and this is something that we don't often do on our podcast. And what a great opportunity for us to reflect back on our favorite moments of the podcast this year, just even taking a little breather ourselves and saying what we're most proud of and taking a moment just to sit in that and looking at what we've got in store for 2023. And of course, what we're going to be watching. And Shauna, what a journey it's been. And I I think back to a couple of years ago where our marketing team said, you two need to do a podcast. And I'll still never forget, we were in Zoom time, looking at your face on Zoom (laughs) and probably thinking the same thing I was in that moment, like, what the hell are we going to do a podcast for? But here we are in season two. So Shauna, what are you most proud of looking at (laughs) two years later? Like, let's stop and pause and just say, oh, wow. Shannon, it has been a journey. It's been amazing. And yeah, I think back to that Zoom call when our marketing director says, yes, you guys need to do a podcast. And and it was like, what are we going to talk about? Who are we going to talk to? Who's going to come on our podcast? So when I reflect back on the last two years, and we think we just finished our 50th episode, Shannon, five-star Google ratings, like this is amazing. And I think what I'm most proud of is the people who have said yes to come on our podcast. We have had guests from coast to coast across Canada into the U.S. and the conversations that we've had and more importantly, the feedback from our listeners, right? I mean, I remember just this past weekend, one of our listeners tunes in and says, this was the best 45 minutes I've spent. So those are a few of the things I'm most proud of. And I'm just, I'm so looking forward to what we have in store for 2023, Shannon. What about you? What are you most proud of? You know, I'm just proud that, first of all, on a personal level, that we have showed up every week, you know, to do this podcast. We're totally out of our element sometimes. And even this one here, I think we stress out more just talking to one another than we do our guests because it's not about us when we're interviewing the guests. And this time we're going really inside to 
kind of take a look at what this journey has been for us. And I'm with you. Do you remember thinking like, who's going to listen to this podcast? And now we're seeing the same people show up, but we're also seeing this being shared. Our content is being shared. And we can think about the fact that we're, I think we're in like 39 different countries or something like that right now. And our podcast was the top 15 most shared globally. So I think that's something to just listen and, and just take a moment to listen to those stats for ourselves and have that confidence to say, we're going to keep going. So it's always, we always have our blooper moments. If people knew how many times we had to stop and pause and say, sorry, Sarah, who produces our podcast, you know, you behind the scenes, it's a little bit chaotic every now and then, but what doesn't overshadow the amazing favorite moments that we've had on our podcast. And we've had, as you mentioned, some incredible guests, but are there some that stand out to you? Well, I think I want to go back to one of the very first episodes of 2022 when I had the opportunity to sit down with Amanda Doucette, the tax chick, right, where she was sharing her five tips to avoiding a CRA audit. And as a professional accountant and, and you as a former banker, Shannon, I think we forget these conversations that we can have together when it starts, you know, talking about the expertise and the experience that we have. So being able to share our own experiences as we're going through these conversations. So that conversation with Amanda really hit home to me because I, I remember having the conversation and thinking, yeah, this is information that our listeners need, right? This is information that they need to understand and they don't have to have a fear-based moment when they get that letter from the government, which we often do. The first thing we think of when we get that letter from the government was, oh my goodness, I don't want to open this, this fear-based. So Amanda really set people's mind at ease. I'm hoping in terms of, you know what, there's a letter, we read it and we work through and here's the steps on how we can work through that. So that was one of my favorites for sure. What about you, Shannon? There's so many great moments. And I think that each of our guests has brought something unique and something that we have hung on to. And really, we've learned so much from our guests, too. And I think that our guests have also helped expand our minds. But I think there's a few that have stood out for me. And the one that really I continue to think about is the one that we did around financial wellness and its connection to mental wellness. And we have just come out of two incredibly difficult years. We're still in some uncertain times. We're still dealing with inflation, a looming recession, potentially. There's a lot of uncertainty that we're realizing as entrepreneurs. So really putting in context the connection between our financial wellness and our and our mental wellness was something that I think was really grounding for a lot of us. But we also, I mentioned that we learn, I think back to having Dr. Wendy Suk here from the Women Entrepreneurship Knowledge Hub, who gave us a fantastic overview of the state of women's entrepreneurship in 2022. And what I think is important about that is it's not just telling women the landscape that they're operating in, but it's also helping our ecosystem and all of those who are serving women entrepreneurs know how we can collectively advance women's entrepreneurship together. So a great state of learning there. And also, I mean, how lucky were we to have Minister Mary Ng join us on one of the calls as well to talk about why Canada has a women's entrepreneurship strategy. So I think a lot of our conversations are not just dealing on tips for women entrepreneurs, but also some really important conversations about how all of us are shaping the future of an inclusive economy. So that's on my top ones, but Sean, I'll pass it back over to you. Yeah. And I, I love that you've brought that in, Shannon, because we've had over 1200 minutes of content this year. 
right? When you think about that 1200 minutes of content, which I mean, Spotify is great at releasing this 2022 wrap up for us. So we were given this information that was 93% more content than others in the business related podcast. So I think that's something that I'm also very proud of, because the tips and resources and information that we're sharing, you mentioned from the ecosystem, we've had a variety of ecosystem partners on the show, sharing the resources and the tools that they're providing to women entrepreneurs. So important. And the other thing that I'm most proud of, Shannon, is we were able to launch a special series during November, which was Financial Literacy Month in Canada, where BDC came on as our sponsor. Right. So to have the support of BDC as well as our as our key sponsor, Women's Entrepreneurship Knowledge Hub, so proud of that. And you had a great conversation with Amy Sue, a business development banker with BDC, who really shared the importance and some great tips on what to bring to your bankers meeting. So all of these tips that we're able to share during that content, Shannon, I, I think that's something that we really have to reflect on and be proud of. Yeah. And you know, it's always awkward when we go get invited to the other side of the microphone, but also it's been so amazing for us to have been supported by Startup Canada, who had us on their podcast, uh, Victoria over at Clarence Campo Development Fund on their podcast during Financial Literacy Month, and WEOC as well, the Women's Enterprise Organizations of Canada. So really great that not only are we putting content out there, but we're also being invited now to start talking more about the knowledge that we have and why we do what we do. And I think that's a good transition to talk about the fact that a lot of people know us in our capacity as hosts of the Finance Cafe podcast, but we are more than just the podcast. I mean, we are truly a platform for business financial literacy that is focused on helping women entrepreneurs create the business and the life that they really want. So let's take a moment to just talk about the programming that we've offered because closing this year out, we've had almost 400 women go through our program. And we've also been able to expand our reach through the ecosystem where our ecosystem, we've been working on training some of the advisors as well and giving that gender focused financial literacy to help our advisors in the ecosystem be better able to serve women entrepreneurs. So let's talk a little bit about the program that we offer and why. Yeah, Shannon, and so important that we reiterate this message because the Finance Cafe started as a financial literacy platform for women entrepreneurs built by women entrepreneurs. So our core program is a seven-class self-directed online program where we take women through the journey of the financial literacy, financial wellness piece. And I'm just going to pause there a minute because the financial literacy, even that, even those two words put together can be off-putting, can be, you know, some probably think it sounds boring, whatever that notion may be, the first word that comes to your mind. And we really struggle with that. But we know the importance of financial literacy and financial wellness, whatever you want to call it, which is why we created this program. And what's great about the program, Shannon, and it was so key for us when we when we started building the program is that we started with the money mindset, which ties back to that financial wellness piece. Because if we're uncomfortable even talking about money in our own personal lives, it's going to be very difficult to talk about it in our business lives. So that can mean anything from collecting money from your customers to asking for discounts from your vendors or even asking for credit from your vendors to going and talking to banks. So really creating this program where we start Start with that money mindset piece, and then we build upon that. We go through all of the financial statements, your balance sheet, your profit and loss or income statement, the statement of cash flow, and take you through this journey through your business to give you tools and applications where you can apply it directly to your business, to your financial statements. 
we talk about the importance of forecasting and budgeting and really creating that financial roadmap to set you on a path for success and then ending it off with how to secure funding or financing, whether it's equity, capital, bank financing, all of these key pieces that can help you grow and succeed in business. Because Shannon, you know, from your former business banking days, access to financial capital is a number one barrier for women entrepreneurs. Yeah. And I, you know, I love that we can have this conversation too about the challenge of financial literacy as a concept, because I think First of all, we know that money has so much judgment attached to it. Then you layer on financial literacy, which can imply that if you take it, you're financially illiterate. And one of the things that we're trying to challenge is that financial literacy is so much more than the numbers. And when I think back to the heart of this program, it's that combination of our knowledge, our skills, the awareness that we have, our lived experience, our attitudes, and our behaviors and not just to mention just our general socialization and lived experience around money. Like that is such an important part. And what I have found interesting is no matter who we have interviewed, there has always been a different lens on financial literacy. And so it's really giving this safe place to explore our feelings about money and how we use it in our business. And one of the comments that you made a long time ago is that every decision you make in your business comes with a financial consequence. And when we start thinking about our businesses in that way, we start looking at the numbers very differently. But what I really am proud of about the program is it doesn't just talk about here's what you need to know, it's the why you need to know it, and then how to apply it. And I think my favorite testimonial that came out was in one of our cohort learning programs, which was when uh, someone said, I never thought I would ugly cry at the end of a financial literacy program. I remember thinking, is that a good thing or a bad thing? But you know what? It was an exhale. It was an exhale for this participant to say, wow, I had no idea. And just how much, how much empowerment came from that. And I still kind of feel goosebumpy when I think about that because every time we go through a cohort, when we read our feedback, yeah, sometimes our technology can be clunky. Yes. Is it perfect? No, no one's ever perfect. But the impact that we're having and the comments that we're seeing, you know, it just continues to tell us that we need to keep this conversation moving, to keep focused on continuous improvements, continuous learning, and looking for those opportunities to change the conversation. But it is an important conversation. And a lot of people might not understand, too, why we've actually taken a gender focus on our content. And I think this is an important piece to address because every time that I'm, I'm someone says, well, why do you just focus on women entrepreneurs? Are women entrepreneurs that different? You know, you go into this conversation and you start explaining the why. So let's maybe just talk a little bit about the why we've taken a gender-based approach to this and how that has allowed us to be positioned as Canada's first truly gender-focused business financial literacy platform in, uh, well, across the country and, and actually now beyond. Well, Shannon, I think I, I just want to start with sharing a story about why it was so important. I mean, we both have our stories about why we focus on women entrepreneurs and the importance of this. But for me, it was reflecting back on, you know, the close to 20 years working with entrepreneurs, both both men and women entrepreneurs, and the differences in the meetings that we would have. I would walk into a financial meeting with with a male entrepreneur and they want to get straight to the bottom line. How much did I make? 
What were my profit margins? What does this look like? What's the plan for next year? So it was straight to the number. So that was a different conversation versus walking into a finance meeting with, with a woman entrepreneur. They want to start with the story. They want to start with their successes and their wins from the year. Here's some things that didn't go well. Because if I started straight going into the numbers, they would often, you know, not shut down, but it would be a very difficult conversation because, again, women entrepreneurs, we haven't had that opportunity as often to have those conversations about money. So it, it, you have to build that relationship as an advisor. So for me, especially as an advisor, it was so important that I understood where to have that conversation to meet the entrepreneur where they wanted to start. And I think that was a key reason why we even started, we enhanced our programming this year to include business advisors, to help, first of all, help business advisors understand their own money mindset, to then, you know, take that to their clients to say, okay, I need to meet the client where they are at. I can't start from where I'm at because we are all at very different places. So I think that was one of the key reasons for me in particular, why it was so important we took this gender lens because there wasn't anything out there right? The conversations weren't being had. It was very different conversations. So, so key for us to start this program developed again by women entrepreneurs for women entrepreneurs. What about you, Shannon? Well, again, I'll go back to my previous banking days too. And I clearly remember the first woman entrepreneur that I, I worked with and realizing that was the only woman entrepreneur that I had in my portfolio, which made me start to unravel this question of why is that? And the fact is, when we think about why we've taken a gender-focused approach to this, we know that gender gaps continue to surface, especially around gender and money. And we can look at some of the uh, information that's come through, whether it's around co lower confidence levels, lower perceived capabilities and knowledge, but it's also the way that women have been socialized around money. You know, being the man is the breadwinner. Women shouldn't be spending. There's a lot more judgment around women. There's also, though, inequities around wealth. So you can even think about things like the pay gap. And so if women are making less in the workforce than their male counterparts, they actually have less to invest in their companies when they're starting out. You know, we also think about women as being the primary household influencers around budgeting for the household. But let's also think about the impact of the wealth gap in terms of when women are making less money in the workforce, they've got less money to invest in their business, or even the fact that women tend to be multiple buyers for their household. So they're making those household purchase decisions, which actually could be influencing their credit score, giving it a lower score because they might have higher debt utilization on their credit cards. So there's some structural pieces, there's some attitudinal pieces. But we can also still take a look at the fact that women still tend to see less revenues in their companies. Their companies are younger. They're less likely to grow. They're more likely to be financed on their personal credit cards. And as you said earlier, barriers to accessing financial capital is still felt for women entrepreneurs. So we have a lot more to overcome in building a more inclusive economy. And it's not to say that men can't take our program. Men are absolutely welcome to take the program, but we have taken into consideration those unique circumstances and those barriers that women face along the entrepreneurial journey to encompass that in a financial context. So that's, I think it's an important conversation to have just as to why we exist and why we do what we do. Now, I want to back up. And one of the things we said we would talk about today is has anything surprised you since starting this journey? Has anything really caught you off guard or has there been something that has stood out to you, something about the learning that we've had? I'll ask you that question, Shauna. 
I think it does go back to those two words, financial literacy. And one of the very first cohorts that we put together, one of our participants told us that she wasn't going to sign up for the program because it had the words financial literacy in it. So I think that was a big aha moment for both of us um, in terms of how we share this message. But another reason as to the importance of creating this community, because that's what we're trying to do here at the Finance Cafe, or we are trying to build this community for women to come to have a safe place to feel vulnerable, which all of our podcast guests have done for us, and to really share the knowledge, the resources, the learnings, the failures right, that we've all encountered. Because if we can share our own learnings, okay, I've made this mistake. How about, you know, I'll share it with you so you don't make it, you can make your own because we all learn from those mistakes. So I think that was really one of the big aha moments in terms of I almost didn't show up for this class or didn't sign up for this class because it had the word finance in it. Yeah, that was that was a really impactful comment. And I remember both of us looking at each other thinking, oh, wow, we've got financial literacy smeared all over our website, and we still can't find a better term for it. So if anyone's out there and wants to help us reframe this conversation, uh, you know where to find us. And I guess, you know, for me, one of our podcast guests, Marie Choquette of Tomato Wheels, I loved my conversation with her. It was around embracing an evolving business plan. And I think about that for her own journey of going from a more retail product to now launching her own wine label. And she's just really uh, done so well over the last year. But it also gave, I think, us the confidence to explore our own need to have this evolving business plan. And we often talk about in business, have a plan. You need to know what your business is going to look like 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the road. And while I think it's so important that we do have aspirational goals and that we do think about our business in the future, we also have to be open to an evolving business plan. And you and I have really learned the importance of being fluid. And I I think even part of that fluidity, I remember saying to you, Shauna, there are a million self-employed women in Canada alone. So if 1% of the market took this class, what would it look like? But then surprisingly, it was our ecosystem that really came to the table and said, we want to be able to offer your program to our clients. And so we were able to be seen as an add-on to the ecosystem, not competition too, but also something interesting is happening in here for me too, that we won't often see women invest in their own financial literacy. So that continues to tell me that we have work to do because we know we can take a look at how many women have a coach and or you know other advisors around them but how are they looking at the financial advice of their company and who are they getting that advice from and so we still have a little bit of work cut out for us in that don't we we absolutely do shannon and we don't share enough about our own experiences we again we talk to so many great podcast guests and so it's great to, to be able to share moments like this with the two of us having a candid conversation as a professional accountant as a former business banker not only a former business banker but you led the first women's entrepreneurship strategy in canada right so it's this experience that the two of us can bring to the table to share as we're going through this financial journey with you because it is it is important that entrepreneurs understand the financial piece behind their business because sadly we know that lack of financial management is a key cause to businesses failing and so we mm -hmm. are again trying to create this community create the vulnerability to have the conversations because we haven't had been having these conversations so it's it's just i can't stress the importance of 
just creating this community that we've done together. And, and I'm so very proud of that. So Shannon, what are you looking forward to for the next year? Well, I'm looking forward to so many, so many things. So I think about our program. The first thing I'm excited about is we are taking this seven class uh, all-encompassing program and breaking it down into individual classes so that people can experience our programming in different ways. So I'm really excited about what that's going to look like. And also that we're going to be speaking at more conferences. I'm really looking forward to the X conference that is going to be taking place and also just learning more about our work, right? And just seeing the impact like we learn every day about what we need to do and how we need to show up for our uh, customers. So what about you? I'm really excited because we've been invited to speak at a couple conferences this year, uh, Weoc X, the Helix Rise Summit. So really looking forward to, again, sharing some additional knowledge about the program, about how we're supporting women entrepreneurs, and again, partnering with these ecosystem partners because we are truly an add-on. We're not in competition, and it's really building and bridging those gaps to ensure that women entrepreneurs have access to the best resources out there delivered by professionals. Yeah, absolutely. So as you're thinking ahead to what we're excited about, what are you going to be watching this year? Oh, interest and the inflation rates, right? I mean, this is something that Alicia Fowler and I from Mod Accounting, we had a great conversation early on in September about rising interest, inflation, shipping rates. And I think this this is still a number one concern for, for all entrepreneurs and for all individuals. So it's really looking at what's happening with interest rates, with the inflation Shannon, what about you? What are you watching for the upcoming year? Well, I'll be watching for things like the State of Women's Entrepreneurship Report again. So that's going to be coming out from the Women Entrepreneurship Knowledge Hub for 2023. Again, always such great insight there about what women entrepreneurs can expect, what's happening in the ecosystem. And also, again, to give those tips to all of us to know how we can continue to move our work forward. Of course, I'm always keen to still watch what's happening in the finance landscape and to see what new funding models are coming out, where some of the barriers are if new funds are going to be uh, going into the hands directly of women entrepreneurs. And also some pretty exciting news that came out this year that a bill was uh, presented in the House of Commons to have November 19th recognized as Women's Entrepreneurship Day. So I know there's so many people that have been working on that, including Canadian Ambassador to Women Entrepreneurship Day, Milena Radikovic. Like I think there's a lot of things that are happening here in this space. So I'm going to be watching some of the trends. Of course, we're going to be watching those interest rates. And while we might get a signal that there's going to be a pause on further increases, I don't think we can expect to see those rates go down. But it'll be interesting to see, again, supply chain is another thing that we'll we'll be watching. And of course, we're going to be watching a lot of the success stories that are coming out of women entrepreneurs across the country. So that's what I'll be watching. I love that you've brought in the success stories of our women entrepreneurs, not only those that have gone through our program, but those that have been on our podcast and those in our network, because we love hearing those stories. So if you want to share your success story with us, please be sure to shout us out on social media so we can share it with our network as well. Absolutely. And Shauna, you know, as we think about closing this year and in celebrating, I just want to close with some moments of gratitude. And, you know, I think it's so important to think that as we go through this journey, it's so important to pause and be grateful for the journey, the ups, the downs, the everything in between. And I'm going to pass it over to you to to talk about your feelings of gratitude. Shannon, I really want to reflect on my conversation with New York Times bestselling author Ellen Rogan and the importance of reflecting on what we are grateful for, because it can not only improve our health, 
reduce our stress levels and help us sleep better, it can actually boost our happiness levels more than doubling our income. So in the spirit, I've taken time to reflect on the past year. And first of all, I would like to share gratitude with our guests. From coast to coast across this great country and into the U.S., I'm grateful not only for the conversations, but for the vulnerability our guests show, and more importantly, the time they took to share their expertise and tips with our community. The gifts from our guests, giving back to you, our listeners, from free downloadable resources to discounts on products and services, our guests are truly generous not only with their time, but their willingness to share resources to ensure women entrepreneurs have access to helpful information to run and succeed in their business. I'm grateful to you, Shannon, my friend, the former business banker, for your wisdom, expertise, and for making me a stronger woman every day. And lastly, to you, our listeners, our community, we wouldn't be here without your support. So please continue tuning in every week, providing us with your questions and feedback. And if you like what you hear, please share our show with your networks and leave a review on your favorite streaming platform. So I'm going to pass it back to you, Shannon. Well, thank you. First of all, I'm so touched because I couldn't imagine doing this journey with anyone else. And you have taught me as much and I celebrate you every day. And I'm just, I have a huge heart of gratitude and yes, to our listeners, to our guests, and also to our sponsors. You know, I think it takes a huge leap of faith sometimes when people come with an idea to say, Hey, we've got this idea of a podcast and can you help us, you know, at least cover our costs to bring it to market. And, you know, so we've had some incredible sponsors, including the Women Entrepreneurship Knowledge Hub, who have been with us now for two years going in as our presenting sponsor. And also, as you mentioned earlier to BDC for helping us bring special features and special guests to this conversation. So that is it for us at the Finance Cafe this year. We look forward to more great conversations in 2023. So we'll see you in the new year. Have a wonderful new year, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Finance Cafe podcast. Want to dig deeper? As a valued listener, we'd love to offer you an exclusive discount to our financial literacy program. Use the code PODCAST10 to get 10% off. Visit thefinancecafe.ca to join or to take our free financial literacy quiz. We would be so grateful if you could show some love for your favorite financial podcast. Just like, subscribe, and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is you are listening from and help other listeners like you connect with us. See you again next week on the Finance Cafe Podcast.